here we are, hitting up events, drinking our way through Chicago beer, and trying not to miss a thing. Yeah, because, you know, got a cork popped out, boom, it flies like fucking 10 feet. We're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, all you have to do is add some fruit, stir it up, and ride that milkshake wave. Whenever I see him, I gotta take a photo with the most decorated brewer in Chicago, Jonathan Cutler. It'll be like the stuff you hear. You ever go to every time you go to Floyd's, all the music sounds like this. Raw, raw, raw. Sometimes you want a small beer, but really, you want a big beer. You gotta take in all those big aromatic hops. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Waiting in line for a bottle release? You should have never been a fad. The Black IPA is delicious. Welcome to Chicago Beer Pass. I'm Brad Schmalewski. Brad, what's up, man? I'm Nick White. And this is our last episode of uh, 2022. That's it? That's all? That's all That's all they wrote. And we're closing it out with some beguile. The year ends with a crackle and a pop. Buckle down. Oh, I thought it was beguile. Oh, we man. have beguile. We were talking, we're talking beguile. beguile. We were talking beguile in the pre-show. <laughs> crackle and pop, winter ale. You know, you've been seeking out these winter ales, man. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Buckle Down. Uh, work hard. Work with your hands. Make great beer. Man, I also thought this was Beguile, I think, for the artwork. It looks like a Beguile-like style. Cartoony um, bear sitting on a log next to a fire with a uh, with a warm mug. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then it does feel Beguile-ish because that's their thing. Just kind of very clean, cartoony. There's a, I bet you there's a name for this style of art, right? With those kind of... Um, yeah, it's just kind of like flat cartoon. Yeah, flat cartoon. See, yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah, so you picked out this winter ale, right? Right, this, brown ale. Yeah. Cocoa nibs, vanilla, cinnamon, and coffee. Yeah. You picked out the winter lager. From Maplewood. I think we've had a Christmas... I feel like we've had a Christmas ale. Uh, we did a video with a Fistmas. That's right. Yeah. And the sour. Oh, yeah. Hopewell. You filthy animal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christmas styles kind of run the gamut. It's the, it's Christmas beers are a free for all. Right. That's what we're, that's what we're seeing here. You know, celebration from uh, Sierra Nevada is a straight up winter IPA. Right. You just call them, you just put them on the winter. It's winter ale. Whatever you make, whatever you want, then give it a winter theme yeah. and it's a winter beer. Right. Yeah. I, I'm here for it. Yeah. This one. You know? This one's nice. It feels like something you might have like with dessert or after dinner. It's not like one you want with maybe with the meal because there's sort of like that chocolatiness to it. But it's nice. Yeah. It's um, Lyons, Illinois. So that's way west on 47th Street. And then um, I was looking for an ABV, but I, I can't seem to find it. So. Right. But oh, I was telling Brad that this kind of reminds me of... um. And it tells you how good this Goldfinger was. It was a Goldfinger Lager. I think it was one of the ones they had on Dark Lager Day, and um, you know, back in like February. And it had all the flavors. It was a lager, but it had all the flavors that are going on here. Okay. You know, like these deep chocolates and this kind of graham cracker thing, and this is kind of like really cool, kind of charred sweetness. It was. It reminded me of that, which is kind of weird. Like this is an adjunct ale, and that's a lager, but they were. It, they, they had similar vibes. They remind me of each other. Interesting. Okay. I feel like this year, 
Buckle Down was a name that we had a few times, and it kept it kept being a brewery that I was like, I need to go to Buckle Down again. I haven't gone to Buckle Down in a long time, and I, I never went, but I we kept picking it up. We had their, um, I believe we had their Oktoberfest, right? Okay, yeah. And then I think throughout the year we had one of their other beers. Yeah, I remember when they first came on the scene. They were super cool with uh, Pete from Haymarket. Mm-hmm. So he was, um, I think they did have a collab. They might have even done an event at Haymarket to get started. Right. And um, I was just kind of dug their straight, uh, hot forward American styles. Right. You know? uh, I remember having their beer a bunch at uh, Bottom Lounge. Okay. Over, Interesting. Over there in the Randolph area on yeah, the street. Right at the end of Restaurant Row. Right. Yeah. Um, I was remember, that was the first time I remember having them being like, damn, these are, these are good. That's the thing. They make very solid beers. Um, where was that? Uh, there's a there's a uh, there's a speakeasy downtown called the Tortoise Club, and they were doing a St. Patrick's Day event. And um, yeah, Buckle Down was hosting it. It was, was crazy, it was bizarre, bizarre. But I remember Buckle Down was pouring uh, growlers of their beer at this thing. Cool. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna sip on this. Uh, maybe dive into another one. This does feel like maybe a one beer and move on kind of beer but it's nice you yeah. never know what's gonna happen it's got a, it's got um it kind of lingers it's got a, it's a very bold mm-hmm. presence uh-huh. uh so you made it to a, a couple things this week but we also are going to close out this year with uh some stats and some of our uh, our top 10 beers of 2022 but you made a stop I, to I like what that. alter yeah man shout out to alter brewing uh downers grove illinois hello okay. Alter has that very cool logo where you've turned it upside down and it spells Alter okay. no matter where you turn it. Um, where That's their first location. And then they built a second location in uh, St. Charles. Haven't been to that one. But this third location is in Oakbrook in the Oakbrook Mall. So right by the McDonald's headquarters and um, all the – Oakbrook is like a town of malls. There's a town of like headquarters and then town of malls. There's Oakbrook Mall and a Yorktown Mall back-to-back. So malls running for like fucking okay. three miles. So then that one's not too far from uh, the stuff in Lombard, and then you get over to, like, more, too. Yeah. Like, because it's sort of, like, you could do a bunch of things. and Yeah, that's the West Burbs. Um, yeah, right off, uh, right before you hit 355, right off 290, mm-hmm. right just, just west of the city. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just happened to be out that way. I didn't even know that there was a location in Oak, Oak mm-hmm. Brook. Yeah. Um, yeah, but apparently, yo, this place looks really good. You could tell that they got some good, it's some money in this joint. Okay. Like, it looks really nice. It feels like a, it feels like a proper restaurant. Interesting. You know, it kind of feels like, I'm talking about Fogo de Chao, it kind of feels something like along those lines. Well, they probably took over a spot, right? Or did they didn't build a new building, did oh, they? I doubt it. Yeah, I so doubt they it. took, real rehabbed or Maybe that's it. something. Maybe that's it. Um, you go in, open floor plan, um, lots of art on the walls. Oh, but the I think what draws you in are these massive um, oak tanks that they had built. So it's not they not they're not uh, they're not bourbon barrels. They're not used barrels. They're like brand new like oak fooders. Oh, sort of like the ones that Two Brothers has. They have these like really big oak fooders. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, because some of them, well, some of them sit on the ground. Right, mm-hmm. and are just vertical, but these are horizontal and they're on racks, the same way bourbon barrels would be. They're just a much larger size. Each one's a much larger size. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised. I'm like, these don't look new. He's like, no, these are um, dudes who make you know neutral oak barrels, 
this is their big, biggest project. They're making like this many of these big ass barrels. And I'm trying to get more information. Like, well, how big is each one? You know? Yeah. I'm like, but he's like, they're not second use barrels. They're like brand new oak barrels. And this location is just going to be for aging. Like they're wild in their sour ales. Okay. Are they brewing there? No. And also they're not brewing there. Right. So okay. apparently their main brewery is still the first one. Okay. In Downers Grove. And then they have a smaller brew house at, um, at the St. Charles one. But then okay. this one is just, um, so kind of an aging station for their wild ale program and then also kind of like a satellite brewery interesting yeah, okay like a satellite tap room if you will all right yeah neat so i'm like i'm looking at all their beers i like alter i've been a couple times and you know i know um you know ulterior motive and you know a couple of their ipas right we had their oktoberfest in our lineup yeah yeah you know, didn't kinda, stand out but it was fine it, yeah i'm kind of surprised that alter has three locations not in a negative way but I'm just like, man, do they have that? They've got, they must have an audience for this, you know? Right. I Because I'm like, how many, when the last time you just, it's not like in the, it's not in our language necessarily to just, you know, mention a crew like Alter, uh, c- considering they have three locations is what I'm saying. Yeah. I've never seen anyone drinking Alter or talking about Alter. Uh, right. I, I could have just said what Brad just said. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, so I'm, I was just kind of surprised by it all. But it's an interesting play though, because... It's kind of if you, some if you build it, they will come shit, because it's right by a hotel, and it's basically in a mall. Okay. <laughs> so it kind of makes sense in that regard. Interesting. All uh, right. Nice. So, um, what did I have? Oh, they had a Kentucky Common on, so I had that. Okay. And then I got the hell out of there. All right. Because you know, got to get back to, you know, more familiar parts. For sure. So yeah. I got to get out of got to get out of Oakbrook, man. <laughs> Uh, any other stops then for the weekend or no um cheers to uh who don bischel he used to be known as when i met him he was dogfish don and he was revolution don he was the uh, basically the cfo at rev um and he throws an annual uh supplier distributor holiday party it's the okay. so 14th annual it was at kaiser tiger so i went there got to see a lot of folks uh, cheers to chris jacobson you know two three time guests on the show seen him saw him there saw chet brett there uh saw eric hobbs there Okay. You know, so just uh, cheers to them. Got to see them at the holiday party. Um, not too much to report there. You know, the house beer at Kaiser Tiger is a Hellas that is brewed by um, Great Central. Oh, okay. So it's just it's, it's, it's just Great Central's Hellas. Yeah, it's just and it's called the uh, the Kaiser Tiger. It's it's a Kaiser Tiger handle. So the the house beer at Kaiser Tiger is brewed by Great Central. Okay, but yeah. it may just be Great Central Hellas because they also can. they also have a Hellas. They also have a Hellas. Oh, I didn't know that. Because that because you when you do go when you go to Gray Central they do have a ton of their house brands mm-hmm. at Gray Central. Gray Central is a contract brewer, but then they make their own beers, which under, they're fine under their own brand. They're fine. Yeah, um, and then a lot of people are leaving. We talked about we had Sketchbook on the show, and Sketchbook opened Sketchbook uh, Skokie, their second location, kind of in response to their relationship or lack thereof with fucking Gray Central. Right. I think just wanting more full control of what's happening mm-hmm. with their product. Okay. Yeah. So nice. hadn't been to Kaiser Tiger in a long time. All right. So made a stop over there. Cool. I didn't make it to anything. We did get together and we opened uh, Death by Cherries. That uh-huh. was like 2019, I think it was. It's 20, been a while. 2020. And I think that might have been its second time. Okay. Right? Because I feel like it was one of the earlier ones. Yeah. Having a party and I asked Nick, what are we what are we getting? What's the best one? I'm like, you know, the guy next to us, he hadn't had coconut and I was telling him about our coconut experience. Oh yeah. 
And I'm like, you know, Brad's got these coconuts. We go drink the beer, and we're wondering if there's coconut in it. So you can either feel our pain and open coconut, or you can open one of my favorite ones ever, probably Death by Cherry. It was tasting good. It's still pouring good. Yeah. It's nice. Cherry seems to be getting brighter, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I brought up Death by Plums out, too, but then we didn't open it. No? I bet you that's pouring nice. Yeah. You were probably like three sheets by that point. Glug was out. Dude, I had this fucking glug. glug. I was like, this is irresponsible. (laughs) <laughs> and you, someone needs to explain this. Yeah, I was like, Whew. I had like three sips. I'm like, and I started feeling it. Yeah, quick. Warms you up and gets uh-huh. you drunk. That's clogged. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, cool. So 2022 coming to a close, and we drank a lot of we drank a lot of beers. Uh, went to a lot of events this year, or events, and just went out, you know, to all these places too. We'd... Yeah, bug was back in full swing. Um, Baseball. You were you were over there constantly. A lot, yeah. Um, you need you need to drink hanging out, watching those fucking right. Games. We Oktoberfest it. Yeah, heavy. Um, St. Patty's Day, heavy. Three one two block party. Yeah, which might have been probably the single most fun uh, excursion. Sure. It was like an all day thing. Mm-hmm. You know that was cool. I hadn't done that in a while. Um, Went out to uh, Black Lung. This oh, year. Yeah, that's right. We brewed our beer with fucking um, our guys out in uh, Emmett's. Emmett's, in yeah. In West Dundee. Yeah, we did interviews at uh, the new, around the, not around the Bend District Brew Yards. We did an interview with uh, at Goose Island. A couple of um, Goose Island events, Yeah, too. that's right. Um, yeah, Clybourne. We did uh, we did the brewmaster at Clybourne, and he he inspired us to, you know, look and dig deeper into this Finch thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've actually done a lot. Uh, Cheers to Salomo, their 10th anniversary. We've interviewed there. Was the Ravinia uh, interview this year? I feel like it might have been this year. No, I don't think it was. No? Because we were half sort of masked up Okay. during that. So okay. we do need to get back over there and check out, check in with them. Yeah, it'd be nice if we could sit outside. Yeah. So, you know, maybe so. 180 days from now. Right, so I feel like that was a good run of places and events this past year. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed listening to all those, and we'll try to definitely do more even yeah, this coming year. For sure, it was a very active year. Yeah, um, I do enjoy sprinkling in guests here and there, you know. And we were on a good, we were on a good run of guests right. this year, which I was kind of cool with because um, the year before, what was it? You know, pandemic guests. More likely, if we had a guest, it was. You know, Remote virtual. Or, yeah. Yeah. Like so hanging out with them and you get to know them a little bit more, I feel like, in person. Definitely. Yeah. You know? And we get, they often give us beer. You know, so that's always nice. You know, beer's always good. <laughs> but then in uh, what, June, we did our top five beers of that year. We try to break this up because we will forget. It's very hard. It's a fact. To sit down here on the last episode of the year and come up with 10 beers. And just kind of riff it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not like, you know, You'd remember this stuff more if you did the show every day with Kind of Impossible or if you just like kind of wrote about it at beers every day. Yeah. Then at the end of the year, it'd be easy to just riff off of 10 beers. That would, yeah. It would be easy to do. And but, then sometimes on this list were beers that we were drinkable and we liked so much we could get all the time, like something like Basement Party a couple of years ago. Or there's other ones like a one that... A limited release at a festival that is on the list. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, shout out to Poncho and Lefty from Black Lung. That beer caught me off guard. There's always a beer beer that catches me off guard. You talked about Basement Party, and that was whenever that came out. Okay. I was just like, there's no way, there's no way this is this good. And then you drink it again, and you're like, yeah, I actually do like this beer. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, shout out to them. Um, and there's a couple others like that where it's just kind of some honorable mention shit where I'm just yeah. like, man, that was fun. That was, that was a fun beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no uh, fair. I don't think anything... Basement party was our closest to Fader that we had. That feeling we, of Fader. Yeah. Yeah. Or Bodum. Fader and Bodum like caught you and loved Basement Party. I don't think there's a beer this year that like I would just keep stocking. Uh, maybe this one we had early in the year. Uh, yeah. Which mention a sec, but I think um I just want to say a real quick man shout out to the Dutch bad guys because I remember being at Peace and you know how we we both agreed that the Peace beers were different. After um, Metal Seed came in, and then on on one trip, the the waitress at Peace said you need you should drink the Dutch Bag beer, and then seeing the Dutch Bag guys and just going through all three of their beers and understanding who they were, I was like, man, I really dig what they're doing. So, oh, cool. um, like, I can't pick out one in particular, but just that feeling of those beers catching you off guard and all being good, it, that Dutch Bag falls in that category for me. Okay, uh, so yeah, the January to. June list was a Banshee from Old Irving, and that's a beer that even when we were talking about it, we're like, this is gone, and I wanted more of it. Yeah. If this, that beer would have kept coming out all year, that would have been my basement party. I would just like kept picking that up. Yeah, good job by you, because um, that beer is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then we had the, from Salamoth, it was Valdor. Yeah, this was the Orval tribute beer. Mm-hmm. So this is a Belgian pale ale, and I tell you, man, it's it's not an exact. It doesn't give you the same feeling as Orval, because Orval, quite honestly, when it by the time it gets here, is almost a shell of itself. So when you have it next to this velour, you're just like really impressed at how good and layered that velour is. Right. Or Valdor. Valdor. Yeah. So we had that. We had Valerie, which was a Meyer lemon uh, beer from around the bend, which was a riff or an alternate version like of their variant. pistachio cream ale. Yeah, which is um. What is their pistachio cream ale? Do we know? A it's cream ale? No, I mean, I know it's a cream ale with pistachio. Vera. Vera. I was talking about the name. <laughs> it's a, good, yeah, it's a cream ale. Who else yeah. fucker? <laughs> uh, so that was great. Had that at uh, Beer Under Glass when it was in the Union Station. Yeah. Uh, and then we had this microphone uh, collaboration with Goose Island, the B-side. It was so much better. Than the the goose version, <laughs> right? Like it. But was, they were technically meant to go together. That's true. They're supposed to. You're supposed to blend them. I think uh, one's a barley wine, one's a stout. If I got it right, goose's one was the stout with chocolate. Yeah. Barrel aged stout with chocolate, and the microphone one was a barley wine and Heaven Hill barrels brewed at microphone with Goose Island Bourbon County yeast. Right, but even like record, something you're not even sometimes gonna flip it to the other side. You're just gonna be like. That's, that one's better than the other side. I get that they go together, but I don't need to go. I do this all the time. I got fucking Kiss live in Detroit or whatever. Okay. I play one side of this shit. That's enough. That's enough Kiss for anyone. <laughs> we're taking two kiss, sides of Kiss. We're taking Kiss off. We're putting on something else. I do this all the time. <laughs> uh, so that was great. And we also got to try that at uh, Goose Island for this like big hugs. No, 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 big, no, no, uh, no. Big, big, hug, hugs, big hugs. Is bear hugs. <laughs> oh, that's right. Bear hugs. Bear hugs. It was a uh, spring preview. Right. So of, of oh, the hugs. So all the, all the, how you the got shanties, me, you got me wanting to say big hugs. And now. the hugs. Yeah. 
still, I need them to talk about this more, man, because like, it's so weird to put on a fucking IPA and say, hey, this is going to be our new series, and right. we're going to distribute it across the country, this brand new IPA. They marketed the shit out of that, so yeah, to the hopefully point. it worked for them. I, They're good. I don't, I don't need them. Yeah, when you see a billboard for it or a commercial for it on YouTube, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know if I need this. Yeah, it feels like hokey. A little bit of commercials do. But a little bit. Um, that's the point. Yeah, but it did lead to a sneak peek of the beer that ended up being one of the best beers of the year. Mm-hmm. So it was good. So cheers to them. Yeah, and then you had you mentioned this one in our June episode, and then I've gone and had it. I'm indifferent about it. I think but... it was different. Because okay. I went back and had okay. it. Okay. Because it was the red corn lager from Cruz Blanca. Yeah. And it was a little more tart this time around when I had it. Yeah. Which was kind of weird to me because it's supposed to be a lager. But then the first time I had it, it had everything that made sense about a lager. Where like this kind of corn sweetness kind of and this light body just kind of took you to a place you weren't expecting. Right. You know. And you know, much like we, we thought we... We had prop at the end of the, all the beers that we had that night, and we thought it was great. So, so part of me wonders, like, hey, was it great because we had it at the end, or was it just really good, right? We and I don't know. So this, the first time I had it, I loved it. Second time I had it, I'm with you. Okay, I'm like they must have changed this shit because it's just not the same feeling I had. It's not the same. Okay, so that was the first half, and then the second oh. half, uh, we're going Hopewell's Oktoberfest and grain. I don't know what to say here. Six four six point four percent. Hopewell and Logan. Right, which I've heard a few indifferent things from some people, but I don't know if it was the cans or possibly some issues. But we had ours; they were great. Yeah, I think it was subdued on the um, the artwork is always subdued at uh, these kind of these abstract shapes <laughs> on all their fucking cans. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. This beer was great. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. And then uh, we had. The Double Clutch Hellas, which I don't think technically came out this year. I think they've had it since they've launched, yeah. but it took a silver at GAPF this year. Yeah. I, it almost made me want to go to Double Clutch like more often. I think I went there like twice, maybe three times. Yeah. Um, I need to have it. I need to have it again. Okay. I need to get. I need to have it again and get and just really get in there. All right. Yeah, because I like the space and I love, the, you know, we I love what they're doing. Did you not have it when we came back from Blacklong and we stopped there? I might have got it. You and I went. Yeah. But that was after the Blacklong trip. Yeah. It's a little bit of a Ooh. blur. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> after uh, uh, Tighthead too. That's right, and we I think we stopped at Sketchbook on the way up. Yeah. Because that's what we kind of met in Evanston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that was the double clutch Hellas. Ridiculous. Then another Cruz Blanca one is this Barbados. Barbados. Um, how do how do we say it? It's one of the beers of the year. We can't fuck it up. I know. Is it Barbosa? Barbosa. I feel yeah. I feel like it's Barbosa. I couldn't. I wrote it down and I couldn't read my own handwriting. Barbosa. Cafe con cafe. Now we're really fucking it up. We'll just keep it at Barbosa. This is um, it's if I got this right, metric coffee. Aged in red wine barrels, and it's a um, it's a stout aged in red wine barrels with raspberry and metric coffee. Right, I believe that's I think it. That's right. Um, and this was part of the Luchador series. Yeah. It's available in their four packs, which is probably still available at Cruz Blanca. So you could go there, 
get yourself a corn lager. And you know, ask him for the first one. Yeah. You know, maybe not the second one. This is crazy <laughs> that there are two Cruz Blanca beers on this list. They're very underrated. Sure. They're very underrated. You know, um, Rene Cuvée or Cuvée Rene or Cuvée, Cuvée Ray, the vanilla one that they've got. Like three different years of barrel aged vanilla stouts blended together. Yeah, I mean that's a special beer, right? And then and if you and if you bought it, you know it's going to change the longer you hold on to it. And it's got some t- crazy layers on vanilla because you know vanilla, depending on where you get it, can be different. Sure. So it's it's a fun beer, but I think the best beer in that lineup is this fucking Barbosa, and it's mm-hmm. not even close. Honestly, that beer's really good. Yeah, I kind of want to just go back and get those cans. Can you? I think you have to buy the four pack. Oh, is it? Um, it's a mixed four pack. Maybe you can just buy individual cans. You're right, because that that day was mixed. But yeah, who knows? I liked it. I kind of liked it better when it came in the little cute little bottles. First time we had that. Yeah, it came in the little nice. little bottles. Um, and then you had these last two were a couple that you had that I didn't have. Uh, wooden wings. Wooden wings from P3. Shout out to them. That's the uh, it's a collaboration. With uh, Goose Island barrel aged version of their if you're a, you're a bird I'm a bird. Okay. So one of them was a barrel aged. No, they weren't even barrel aged. It was a stout with strawberry, and then the other one was a stout with chocolate. So kind of that same deal. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I enjoyed that beer. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um, and then one you had at Fobab, I think, was a barrel aged beer for tacos. Uh, yeah. From off color. Yeah, off colors. Uh, what is it? Beer for tacos and uh. Pink tequila barrels. Tequila. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, you know, Off Color is kind of secretly one of the best barrel-aged programs in town because I think, you know, well, they're not not like bourbon barrel-aged beers, but, you know, the combination of wood fooders and tequila barrels and wine barrels. and They're just doing a lot of different things in barrels. So. Yeah. And then they're able to, um, hmm. they're really, to ha- they're able to have fun expressions on beers that are not necessarily uh, dark and aged in bourbon barrels, that other spectrum of barrel aging that's kind of more akin to wine or, you know, like those Belgians that Cantillon makes. Yeah. Yeah, they lean more in that direction. Okay. So that was nine different breweries, 10 beers from this year. That's a pretty good list of these barrel aged beers all the way down to your Hellas, to your corn lager, like, Good gamut, good run there. Yeah, I'm glad we, um, you know, this is an interesting channel because, like, I mean, sure, we drink all the popular stuff, but then we also kind of drink stuff that, you know, I'm kind of surprised that we like, you know, yeah. and I'm kind of surprised that it even shows up. Yeah, what do you think you know? was the most <laughs> beer you drank this year? Oh, like, like I, the one I just ordered the most or yeah, got the most? Yeah, like you were, when you were out, you just had, you just didn't think about it. You're just like, I'll take that. Man, um, you know, it might be um, the, the Maplewood one. Um, fuck. It's because, uh, you know, Husky Pants. And, oh, ju- is it Juice Pants? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The purple can? Juice yeah. Pants? Juice Pants. That was your, like, go-to? Ju- you think you drank the most of that this year? I would say so, yeah. Because, okay. you know, if there's no – because you're more likely to have either barrel-aged stuff or wine barrel-aged stuff at the house – and the thing you run out of the most is IPA. Yeah. So if I'm going to get an IPA, it's usually something from um, Maplewood. Okay. You know, I, yeah, out of everybody, if I'm at a store, you know, because the half acre shit is cool at half acre, 
The hot butcher stuff is cool, but you don't really know which, what's in these things. You got to pick them up and read them. Right. But if I'm in a rush and I just need a beer, I'm getting fucking... Juice pants? I'm getting juice pants. Okay. Yeah. I think my most strength this year was 312. <laughs> I think I just... I drank a lot of 312 <laughs> when I was out because I don't have to think about it. Call me off guard with that. But yeah, that's part of it, right? And I know what I'm getting into. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll just get a 312. And then... Even by the when I'm ready for another one, I was just like, I'll just keep drinking this. I'm I'm good drinking this. Yeah, that's part of it. Is kind of ubiquitous. You don't have to worry about it. You know what it tastes like. I think we're at that point where you just want something that you don't want to fuck around with. Right. You know. And I don't want to order a different beer and be like, ah, oh, that sucked. I wish I would have stuck with the Bodum. I like that things are different. I like that I can get a new experience every day if I want. But sometimes I just don't want to fuck around. Right. You know, I just want the thing. I just want the flavor I want. I want, I want, I know what I want. Yeah. yeah. And I think it also contributed. I was at a lot of different events or things with other people that yeah. I'm not like all that super close with or just things like that. Where it's like, just give me this 4% beer. And now we talking 312 Shandy or we talking 312? I think it's regular 312. It's 312. Okay. It's regular 312. All right. Yeah, you know, it's the I think that's the beer that made them attractive to AB mm-hmm. in the beginning, you know. So, it's like, yeah, just funny thinking about it. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> it's also it's also very funny. Yeah, it's like we've come full circle because we joke a lot. This is the old man beer podcast, and now it's like, give me the weed ale, give me the IPA. Yeah, I'll just get my twelve pack of three one two. It's literally becoming the old man IPA. Uh, yeah, uh, old man podcast. <laughs> It's no longer a running joke. It's literally, that's what this is. <laughs> Pretty ridiculous. Uh, and then we got to give a shout out to our favorite seltzer of the year, which was the lemon from Penrose. Although I think the pink lemonade is better. Nick didn't have that. From Penrose? Penrose. Okay. Pink lemonade. Lemon was quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. None of the, um, none of that pledge. What do we drink? We drank Kentucky Fog, and the first thing I noticed, it was like, this smells like pledge, this yeah. lemon. This is like country time lemonade. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Good year. And then you were looking back at some stats or things on our what, feed, our Instagram feed. Yeah. we were. I was looking at all the posts that we've ever made on this feed, just the, the photos, the regular posts. And I'm just kind of seeing like, hey, what's the pattern here? What do we post the most? You know? And, um, you know, I think, well, no surprise. I think Half Acre was the most posted uh, brewery on the feed, and the second was Goose Island. You know, oh, we, we okay. post a lot of we post a lot of half acre. We post a lot of goose, but you know, in that you start to see some little micro trends. And one of the ones that was kind of funny that we pointed out was like, in, back in 2017, for the year 2017, the top two breweries that we posted were um, Baderbrow because <laughs> we had them on the show. Okay, and um, and Beguile. Oh, shit. And Beguile. so that was 2017. And 2017, Beguile was the most posted uh, brewery um, on the entire feed, which was you know, pretty amazing. Yeah. Was that the year we also ended up at the Flannel Pajamas release, too? Oh, all the variants and all that yeah. jazz. Yeah, it's very Could possible. Yeah. But our trends just start to change year over year. And, you know, if I was a good steward, I would have just had a, a full list, and yeah. but I didn't. Um, but what I did notice was at the top two were runaway top two, were Half Acre followed by Goose. Right. Yeah. It's probably started to creep up Revolution more. I'd say so, too. Because of all the Deepwood stuff, because we're probably posting a picture of 
every release at least one of the beers or all the beers yeah there's things like the garrett popcorn the a lot of alarmist. freedom lemonade stuff a lot of alarmist a lot of dovetail oh, okay yeah. oh, dovetail really <laughs> yeah because yeah. outside of that we just go we kind of go around the horn you know like we don't i mean sure you know there's there's penrose stuff there's maplewood stuff but other than you know like this this kind of we'll just say five breweries outside of those five breweries we're just kind of going everywhere okay you know so it was it's, in, it's an interesting pattern, yeah. Because we don't really, you know. I thought we would hit. I thought we're we hitting these ten breweries the most. I thought that's what it would be. Right. But I don't think it is. I think we're hitting these like five breweries the most, and then after that, we're just kind of going everywhere. Oh, interesting. Which I'm kind of excited about, actually. Right. You know? So. I think it, it maybe is a little disappointing. It's goose, but then again, if I'm drinking that much through one too. You drink three one two all year. <laughs> you know, Shandy. I'm not mad at. It. I'm not mad at three one two Shandy. Even for a second, I thought it was a seasonal beer, but it's. it's you were saying it's not. Three one two Shanty. No, three one two. Oh, Just yeah. Regular, regular three one two is all the time. It is all year yeah. One. I think it's probably their flag. Probably their flagship. Yeah, I think also like not the harp on this three one two thing, but also I don't feel bad like. If I just want like a half, like I just want a beer and I don't drink all the three ones, I don't feel bad. Like it's like, ah, oh, yeah, it's like half a can left. It's like, ah, it's three one two. You don't feel bad about like not drinking the beer you opened when you're like, oh shit, I opened this pantsless. Now I don't want it. Or like I gotta go. Or I've been drinking all night. Yeah, that yeah. was dumb. What was I thinking? Yeah. But, but it's like, oh, it's three one two. Nah, I'll just leave it. Or like you're at a, you're at somewhere and you're like, Fuck it, I gotta leave. I don't need to finish this beer. It's three one two. You just like put it down and leave. Mm. I sort of treat it like it's almost worthless, but at the same time, it's doing <laughs> what it's what I need it to do constantly. It's there. It's there yeah. for me. <laughs> when the next twenty twenty three is the next, you know, like a Michelob Ultra is gonna be the number one. <laughs> <laughs> I just want water. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. All right. Anything else before we close out the year? Any uh, any breweries you want to hit? You kept talking about going to Scratch yeah, this I, year. That's still on my bucket list. I'd love to go to Scratch. Um, I was down at Dunier Fermenta a lot. Okay. I'd love to get south more, you know? Right. Um, yeah, because I, I just want to see what more, what more the south has to offer. Um, open Outcry. That's the problem. It's like you know, open outcry or uh, you know, whiner, horsey hollow. Yeah, you know, the problem is like there's um. But we did go to all those this we year. We went to all those places. We both ended up going to whiner at least once. I went to horsey hollow, and I hadn't been there until this year. Went yeah. to open outcry. So you are right. We sort of there are times where maybe it feels like we're going to the same places, but that's time like. We're going out to this place. Went to have we exhaust? I think we've exhausted. This is weird to say, but I think we've kind of exhausted all of our city locations. So maybe just I'm saying south, but maybe what I really mean to say is, hey, just go hit more suburban breweries and just get to the bottom of it. You know, because one of uh, it was very rewarding to go, even though I did it all day. It was very rewarding to go to uh, workforce and then go to um, uh, the stupidest art history. Move. I was gone all day, but <laughs> I was like, yo, these are two this cross town. These are two very good breweries. You know. I think I want to know more about the burbs. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we have a P3 Roaring Table um, consume. consume. Yeah. Possibly like, in yeah. the early January run. If um, the Black Lung guy was saying that they got a boat, I'm going to need a life jacket on this boat. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta, they're going to have a boat going from Black Lung on Foss Lake over to Riverlands. Okay. So, you know, stuff like that. I think mine... Uh, for 2023 is to get to light the lamp and have this burger. I like. Oh, because you know they're selling the joint. They're selling it. They're selling the oh, joint. Oh, is light, light the lamp done? Not yet, but it's going. So apparently the guy who uh, is the chef at Light the Lamp is going to fucking Black Lung. Oh. And the place is for sale. Oh, shit. So we got to go there. I'm saying they're selling the joint. So I don't know what that, I don't know what the future holds. Like, will the new guy just keep it going? Or will he say, fuck this? And but they're selling it. Oh, Right. That doesn't mean they're going to sell it and keep it the same, right? They're going to make sell it and, you know, turn it into a, you know, fancy restaurant or whatever. Crap. Right? And just and sell off all the beer equipment and just make it, you know, just a fancy fucking bar. All right. So I got to go to light the lamp sooner than later. Sam. Okay. Yeah. Even though it's closing and then I'll be like, I went there and I'll be like, well, fuck you. We can't go. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, we got these three beers and this one food item. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, that's the the word is they're selling. Yeah. All right. Then on that note, on that sad light the lamp, <laughs> like we gotta we gotta get out of here. We gotta close out the year. Nick, where can people find you? Get in touch when we're not here. Hey man, I'm on Twitter at Nicosio. And I'm on Twitter at Brad Chicago Beer Pass. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, website ChicagoBeerPass.com. There's lots of other beer reviews on the YouTube channel, so if you're just an audio listener, there's the video version of the podcast where we do other beer reviews, and I think I got an IPA that we can open after this, and those come out as I get them together, so there's no rhyme or reason, but there's lots of (laughs) other reviews there, so it's always kind of fun to check those out. So that'll do it. Take care. Cheers.